Welcome to the Props Public Safety Podcast, where experienced firefighters discuss drone operations in public safety. Take flight, save lives, save service members. Hello, pilots, and welcome to another episode of Props Public Safety Podcast. I'm John Wakey. And I'm Mike Wall. Today's topic is the separation between Teledyne, FLIR, and DJI, and what this means for the public safety industry. Yes, it means a lot. It absolutely does mean a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I could, I could see why DJI would want, to, would want to have their own proprietary kind of uh, software and hardware. hardware and everything else and just keep everything in-house. But when you separate yourself from somebody like FLIR, you have a lot of ground to make up. Absolutely. FLIR has been in the business of making thermal sensors for quite some time now, and they make some of the best equipment and the tools to support that equipment in the world. Um, As everybody knows, Teledyne FLIR is a government-approved vendor. So they've been making thermal cameras for the military for a very, very long time. They Um, have a ton of government backing. (laughs) Yes. And uh, no shortage of funding. So... But what people don't realize about FLIR is a lot of their technology is is been from the government passed down and passed down and passed down. The things that they're working on now that we'll never see, you know, until like another yeah. 10 years from now when we're like, oh, wow, I didn't know they could put that on a drone. And like they're doing that now. Yeah. We just don't know about yeah. it. Um, so the fact that DJI has pulled away from them, it kind of hurts you know, DJI in, in a lot of ways because yeah. they don't have that that said method of, you know, this, how to develop this, that, and that. But DJI has the manpower and the engineering capabilities to do it they, if anybody they else do. does. They do. There's no, there's, there's no shortage of manpower in DJI. And no. they're, they're definitely going to, because you've seen it with other things that they've done, how when they, when they get something in their kind of in their pipeline of what they're going to focus on, that uh, that they target it and, and nail it down pretty quickly. Absolutely. However, that being said, you've got a lot to nail down. Oh, uh, a <laughs> lot of a lot, a lot. Yeah, a is, lot. Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah. So we all know that FLIR has launched their Cirrus drone. Uh, I believe that's how you say it, right? And that's around. I want to say it's close to ten thousand, maybe like nine five or or it's, nine seven something like it's that. It's all capital style. So. It, when when you I look guess, at, I, I guess you so just I don't have know, to yell it out. I don't know if you're supposed you to see yell it, it or yeah. if it's or if it's S I R A S. If it's like I don't but like there's dots. No, there's no dots. I don't think there's any. I think it's just serious, right? But you're supposed to yell it because it's in all caps. All right. So, well, they launched this piece of equipment. Um, I haven't been able to really read much about it. Oh. Just uh, the specs are pretty impressive. Under ten thousand. It's right. under ten thousand, which kind of fits that public safety mark. It's definitely going to be blue approved because it's made in the U.S. Yeah. Um, with, you know, sustainable source parts from happy countries and stuff. Um, but more important, it comes with the FLIR camera, which now means you can now take that radiometric soft data and process that using FLIR tools to get mm-hmm. actual pixel values in all the things. So you can use it for uh, solar panel inspections and so on and so forth. Well, it's geared towards public safety and for inspection, critical infrastructure inspection. Correct. So right now with your M30, even though it has the radio metric camera and everything else, you wouldn't be able to get that that additional data because mm-hmm. the radio metric values are not going to be able to pro- be processed in any you know thermal reading software. So you wouldn't be able to say, all right, well this pixel, the absolute value of this pixel, that hotspot in that solar panel is X, where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Y, 
And that's the problem with DJI. Like, and they're not going to have that capability because yeah. they do not have the FLIR camera. FLIR is actually working on the opposite side now where, where they're playing catch up on the UAS side. Yes. Yeah. And we all know their first couple of products, uh, the mm. Sky Ranger or whatever mm. it was. And that was Teledyne. I don't even know whose project that was. But the original project was super priced, yeah. overpriced, and yeah. it flew for like 10 minutes and it needed four batteries at a clip. Yeah. So it was like, wait, yeah. so to fly this thing sustainably. Well, you figured it out one day. like where, Yeah, where it was like 48 many... batteries yeah. or yeah. something like that. I'm like, you, you can't do that. Like, it just does not work. And then they since obviously improved the design because things get better and, yeah. Yeah. and so on and so forth. But if you look at the Cirrus, it kind of reminds me a lot of like the Anafi USA and mm -hmm. the Skydio XD. Um, they kind of look very similar. And I mean, the Skydio and the Anafi, these are blue rated products. Both of these use FLIRS technology. So I could see kind of like how one hand is kind of washing the other, especially in the blue market. Yeah. Um, how everybody's kind of playing nice somewhat, you know, a lot of these systems look the same. They have the same camera, same functionality and so on and so forth. Yeah. Have, have you seen a difference from the X-T2, which was the last FLIR to now? So the X-T2 in my because opinion- Because I see, I see uh, it's, it's, it's buggy. Right. Well, the the new equipment is buggy, but you also got to remember too, um, the software is new that's yeah. coming out. Okay. So Pilot 2 isn't built off a standardized platform. It's it's constantly evolving. They're pushing updates. Some of them good, some of them terrible. Huh. Uh, if Last you got their, if they got the most recent update, yeah. then you, yeah. you know that maybe you should be rolling back right now. Um, but it, it happens. And we know that at least it's going to get corrected, especially they have yet to put out a public safety product. I mean, DJI, where it's been, you know, nothing but a hassle to work. Mm -hmm. And there have been countless other companies that have put out public safety products, which have been nothing but a headache. So, I mean, the, they're, they're there, they're gearing towards the market. They're trying to make it the best that they can as far as, you know, updates and building out these systems that, you know, FLIR already had in place. That's going to be the tough part for them. I know. I just like to see that that FLIR sticker attached to a product, just because, like you said, it's a tried and true product. It's been tested and proven, and it works. Absolutely. And don't don't get me wrong. I mean, there's other vendors besides FLIR that make thermal cameras. I, I, I mean, absolutely. there's but I, I'm no a shortage I'm, of. Them. I'm a firm believer of staying in your lane. Like like instead of going down the route of of UAS, I would have loved to just see FLIR just just piecemeal the products out to, to, other, to other vendors. But that's not going to stop them from- I, I know it's not. You know, selling a, you know, the sensor to a third party vendor who's going to make a gimbal for the M300 yeah. or the M30 for solar panel inspections. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that still exists. The SDKs are there, the payload SDK and everything. So it can be done. Yeah. Um, so just because DJI isn't adapting their technology anymore, doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to, you know, take that and run with it. Well, th know? this is a great opportunity for, for those U.S. companies now where DJI is kind of in, in that, on that middle ground right now where they're trying to perfect everything with their sensors for, um, for them to kind of come to the forefront and say, let's throw some, let's throw some money into this project and let's, let's solidify our place in the market, you know, for, for public safety and oh, for thermal. Absolutely. And I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of companies that are out there making payloads no, for, no. especially the M300 and now going to be the M30, where they're going to start adapting that with, you know, different, you know, capabilities as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe not additional sensors because it has, I mean, the, the DJI sensor is, it's, 
damn good. It is. I mean, it it's is. it's some of the best that I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's missing that name, that FLIR. But more importantly, it's missing that the additional processing that you're able to do with the FLIR radiometric on top of that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's garbage and it's trash. I yeah. mean, you could see the clarity of it. And I could see DJI actually surpassing FLIR. Um, instead of putting out a 640 thermal, probably going with a 1080 on their next models. I wouldn't be surprised if you started seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, you know, it's going to be much clearer than what mm-hmm. you would have now. But you reach a point where you can only get so clear and then it just becomes useless. Like, and then it becomes a price point issue where it just becomes, yeah, you know, where... Like filming in 4K, 6K, and 8K versus yeah, like, yeah. what do you... You, most people don't have a TV that could see, you know, 4K, let alone... We never film in 4K. It's just... It's just too much. It's, it's pointless for us, yeah. Yeah, it's too much, you know, data. And we're not, you know, making these big, beautiful, you know, movies out of it where mm-hmm. we need that extra data set. We're really just looking for the meat and potatoes of what's going on on the scene. So maybe it's just a sugar pill where it's kind of like, I, I, I look for that FLIR name and I automatically assume that it's going to be like a, a grade A product. But the reliability is definitely there. Yeah. And and you can notice um, even on certain things, like some of our high, high heat, busier type of events that the sun, uh, the camera goes into sunburn protection yeah. mode. Yep. And you're like, um, okay, it's 2 a.m. There is definitely no uh, sun over here. And this thing isn't really burning as bright as the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm still able, you know, to walk around with a flashlight. I, but that, <laughs> you know? that's a perfect example. Like I've seen differences from absolutely from the XT2 to what you know to now, with how it's perceived on on the uh, on the controller and everything. So. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it's all going to iron out eventually. It will be. But, it, uh, it takes I mean, time. It's going to take a lot of time, but, especially to compete against you know. But again, in that gap, in that in that, and it's not really a gap because they do have a good product. Yeah, you know. But in that gap between now and when it's fine-tuned, it's a great opportunity for other companies to jump in. Oh, absolutely. And I wouldn't expect to see no shortage of companies willing to do so. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that hard to, you know, make a gimbal to to put on the bottom of, you know, an M300 and with a FLIR sensor yeah. for, you know, solar panel inspections or, you know, things where you need that absolute value, where you need to, to yeah. do the post-processing to make that work. If you were to scan like the outside of a building and then say, all right, well, you're losing heat out of these windows, you could do that. You could see where the heat is coming out, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't be able to give a detailed report like you would be able to do within FLIR tools. Um, so even though they are selling these things like hotcakes to the public safety market, they're going to probably take a hit on you know the commercial application side of things, um, knowing that they need this single, you know, software and like one example, just, you know, really for solar panel for any kind of post-processing of the thermal data. Mm-hmm. And they'll get it down. Oh, without absolutely. Without a doubt. They'll or they'll just down, make it their own like make, they did with Terra and then just force you to buy it. Exactly. You know? And then every dollar they make stays in-house, which is the ultimate goal of, of, you know, any company. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. In, in, I in, think we should wrap this up in. You know, just in closing, there is a difference now between major difference between, you know, uh, the earlier models of, of DJI and what we've seen now without FLIR. But there's a catch up and they will catch up. Oh, absolutely. With the manpower and everything that they have. 
And, uh, you know, they continue to lead the market, I think. I think they're going to be around for quite some time. I don't the market. see them going away anytime soon. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're definitely at the top of their game. Even with all of the controversy going on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Even that might have slowed their sales. Uh, it definitely didn't cripple them by no. any means. No. I think, if anything, it might have boosted them because people are trying to get it before... You know, the hammer comes down, proverbial hammer, which I feel is never going to come Neither down. Neither do I. Too big of a company. Yeah. So if you notice the difference with your thermal sensors on DJI products, there's your reason why. And that wraps up this episode of Props Public Safety Podcast. Stay safe, fly safe, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us at the Props Public Safety Podcast. If you want to take flight with our hosts and learn more about our public safety education program, Go to propsflightschool.com and click the public safety button.